It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. We have a packed show for for you today. Brad Spielberger will share all of his NFL looks for week eight. Kelly Ford will hop on to talk college football. And Sean Zarillo will join us to set the stage for the World Series. And that's where we will begin. The National League pennant is going to the desert. The Arizona Diamondbacks win game seven on the road after trailing in this best of seven series, two games to nothing and three games to two. But guess what? It's the Diamondbacks completing the comeback against the Phillies four to two, the final in game seven. Gattel Marte turns out to win National League MVP honors. And Joe, it is unbelievable when we look at the history of game seven in Major League Baseball as Sarah Langs pointed out, true home teams in the history of Game 7s are 62 and 65 all-time in winner-take-all postseason games. My goodness, what a run this has been for the Snakes. Home field's nothing. Nothing. Like we talk about how little it is in the NFL. It is literally nothing in baseball, but people still talk about getting home field. Uh, did Russo retire yet? Because I want to see it. We all, nobody's going to let him go with this. It's going to be fat. People hate him to begin with. They're, they're going to hold him to this. Like you're going to have to retire. I wonder if it's going to be just radio. Is he still going to do TV as multiple TV gigs? But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we talked about that opportunity the last two games over on the ALCS side too. Like, look, it, it's the old, it's, we talk about every year in the NFL with the Super Bowl too. All right, you think that team's going to win? You get a better number if you just bet the MVP, which is most likely going to be the quarterback. And and we knew, okay, Phillies win, Schwarber's your MVP. D-backs win, Marte's your MVP. That was an interesting nugget. You know, people are going to, in other markets that have teams that did not make it this far, they're going to say, what do we learn? How do we copy these teams? How do we do this? The answer is nothing. Like, it's just a lot of hot air that's just wasted on that. It, it, the answer is it's baseball, okay? That's what it is. It's baseball, and it's random, and it's just get into the dance. And if you're in the dance, you have a chance. With this 12-team format we've seen over the last couple of years, what has happened? Six seed and a five seed this year. Last year was a six and a one. 
just get in. It didn't matter what it took to, doesn't matter what it took to get in. Just get in and you have a chance And both these teams that are going to be made in the fall classic starting on Friday dominated in the first couple of rounds. It's crazy. The, the odds that you could find in this sort of matchup. I, I keep hearing about the odds and we'll go over them, but I'm not seeing any tickets. Like that tells you something because if you had one of these mm-hmm. tickets, people would be showing them everywhere. Okay. As the sharpest baseball better on the show, I have a question for the group. You were talking about how, what can we learn here? What about the Diamondbacks in like, you know, playing small ball and the stolen bases? Is that something maybe, I mean, that's not the Philly style. Is that something maybe people want to look at, or do you just have to build your personnel around that style of play? Maybe, but there are examples of teams that did the same thing that didn't win. Is that why they won in the playoffs? I mean, I just look at it like, I don't know. How do you look at it, Ed? It's, I look at it just baseball played out. Like everybody was saying, right. It's going to be the Braves Dodgers in the national league. And then boom, here comes the, the hot team. Yeah. I, I will say that whenever I've studied this, the postseason does tend to be a different animal because you're facing elite pitching a good bit more often. Like I know we've been talking a good bit about starters not being out there nearly as long and, and you mm-hmm. know, compared with regular season games, things like that. But the truth of the matter is you do have starters coming on in relief. And so the degree of difficulty for hitters is that much greater in the postseason. So I look at this and say small ball probably matters a little bit more But that's really hard to adjust because, again, the Diamondbacks nearly missed out on the postseason altogether playing this style of baseball. So there may be some sort of fine line as far as how much small ball you should be able to play as far as stealing bases and bunting and all of those things because – postseason games tend to be lower scoring right so you manufacture those runs as best you can though we have seen hard-hitting teams like the houston astros in this dynasty that they've been in they have a lot of home run sluggers they have small home run sluggers like jose altuve and company so yeah there's more than one way to win in the postseason i think small ball helps you just a little bit more but there is more than one way to accomplish what you want to. You want to be careful not to have too much small ball because you got to get into the postseason in the first place. And what we've seen over the years is that for a 162-game season, small ball tends not to be as effective as far as winning ball games and divisions. It's kind of the same conversation, but maybe avoiding the teams that rely so much on the lineup. Phillies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was over after two games, according to everyone. That's why the Diamondbacks were 6-1, to one, and the Phillies still needed to win two more games to get to the World Series, and, and it was done with. And then what? A lot of times pitching does beat the hitting. Why were the Braves and, and the L.A. Dodgers talked about as, well, it's going to be one of them representing the National League. We all know this. Because of their lineups. Because they were so deep, top to bottom. So maybe teams that are so reliant on the offense – you want to avoid a little bit, no matter how many uh, games or how many above 500 they end up winning in the regular season. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's also interesting when you look at, say, the deadline and what happened there, which ball clubs Mm -hmm. made moves. I mean, the Rangers went all in at the beginning of August, and we saw the dividends. Like, we saw that work out, regardless of whatever you think Max Scherzer was in the ALCS. He was impactful as far as getting the Rangers to this position in the first place. And also some of the hitters that they picked, that was also a big deal. Uh, The Diamondbacks, you know, they also got a closer uh, at the trade deadline. So that matters a great deal. Meanwhile, some of the other favorites in the postseason that perhaps weren't as active, like the O's, for instance, that was an early exit for them. I don't know if that's something that we can consistently point to to say year in and year out that's going to be important is activity at the trade deadline. But I got to believe when it comes to handicapping these teams as batters, Maybe this is something where we need to look less at, say, the first half of the season and look more at how these ball clubs that made trades, how everything kind of coalesced and came together, especially as the young stars come up from the minors. That's also a big deal, Aaron. Well, Mm -hmm. that was why I bet the Rangers to win the division, because I knew the Rangers are the type of team that will spend money, right? What a bad beat for me. I mean, I be, I bet them to win the division. They don't. Now they're in the World Series. Like, how does that happen? So terrible. Yeah. But that was my thinking. Like, pick some teams that you know are going to spend some money and might go all in come trade deadline. And also, I was going to say, like, my biggest takeaway is really just finding teams that have value. Like, the Braves never really had a lot of value. <clears throat> and look what happened. You know, does it really mm-hmm. matter if you're betting the favorites? Yeah. No, it doesn't. It's it's hard. It's hard to step. It's hard. It's hard to watch that for a half a year and say, okay, I've got to forget about everything I just watched that. It's still about mm-hmm. just getting in that, that just because you won, I watched you win a hundred times and we talked all year and, and for six months, we're looking at the world series odds and they're at the very top for probably a good reason because all the talent they have, and they've got maybe an MVP, maybe a, a Cy Young contender. It's difficult to do that, but you do have to do that. Um, Texas, Arizona, how ridiculous is this? 
Well, before the year, I, I know some books had 170 on Arizona to win the World Series, 170 to one. And Texas was also a long shot, even though they made the additions and spent money. Uh, they were in that that mid range, 45 to one. I want to say that's about the same number the Angels were somewhere in that range, that that mid range for the World Series. But also, it was we don't even have to go to March. We don't. Let's go to this month. Let's go backwards three weeks ago. Circus Sports tweeted this out and their, their World Series matchups. These were the odds on October 2nd. October 2nd, Arizona defeat Texas, 415 to 1. Texas to defeat Arizona, 350 to 1. Three weeks ago. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that, that is how ridiculous this is. That's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And I don't know, you know, it's just, it's just about as unexpected a world series as we've had. Like, I mean, you can go back to say like 1991, uh, the Braves twins. That was really unexpected. That was the beginning of the Braves run. But before that they were terrible and the twins weren't that good the year prior either. So that that might be sort of the history that we're looking at as far as just how unexpected this whole thing has been. And now we've got a World Series matchup that uh, Sports Odds History has pointed out. This was 1,750 to 1 that we get mm. a Rangers-Diamondbacks World Series at the, tar- at the start of the season for BetMGM. The second most unlikely matchup in World Series history. And and you could probably make the argument as far as some of the ball clubs that were ahead of them, like the Braves and the Dodgers and the Astros, that this could be the unlikeliest World Series matchup. So absolutely, this this should come as a shock to all of us. Joe, you mentioned this idea that Christopher Mad Dog Russo may have to retire. <laughs> it is all because of one little comment. Now, I did back it up, but it was one comment that he made about what would happen if the Diamondbacks do capture the pennant. Uh, to make a long story short, I've been wrong in Arizona from day one. I, I, a, I'm stunned to beat Milwaukee. I thought they'd get swept by the Dodgers. I never thought they'd even go back to Philly for a game six. Uh, I'll try it one more time. I would not be stunned if they won tonight. I would be floored. floored. And I'll say this right now. Just to, I'll say this right now. And Bob Raceman, <laughs> write it down. If they win... The next two days, they win the next two games and win this series in seven games. If they win, I will I will retire on the spot. And there you go. Well, Christopher Mad yes- Dog Russo, forever in our hearts. It was a and, good run. And yes, yesterday afternoon, he tweeted the video out again. This is yesterday, and, and those comments were before game six. Tweets out, I stand by my promise. So now what? Is he going to be on high heat today on MLB Network? This is great promotion for them. Whether oh, yeah. you're talking about the ESPN show or the or high heat or his serious show. It's the Mad Dog Station. Like, <laughs> is it done? <laughs> there, if you go back on it. For a reason to retire? Well, yeah, right. that's the thing. like he was going to do it anyway. <laughs> was yeah. his was his contract done at the end of the year? I I don't see him stepping away from TV, and he didn't. He wasn't specific on what he's going to retire from because he has so many jobs. I don't I don't see him retiring from TV. It could be the radio thing. I mean, he's been doing this since 1988. Right. 
<laughs> whatever has fewer hours and pays more i guess that's typically television <laughs> yeah yes exactly so that'll be but, a lot of people will be checking out high heat today i guess yeah i i can't wait for high heat with alana rizzo where <laughs> she gets to complain about other journalists like that's gonna be <sighs> fun television uh yeah it was strange happens. when they brought her on and it, it's been awkward i stopped honestly i stopped watching it when they brought her on because it was so awkward between the two of them like this is uncomfortable mm -hmm. i just like like him or not, I would just turn it on to see what he's going to yell about for 15 minutes. And then I had my fill and I turn it off. <laughs> and here's a lot of after 15 minutes. <laughs> yes. Like, all right. Bye. Right. It would just be so awkward. Yeah. I don't know. Right. So. Yeah, it's fun know. that he can't breathe uh, during the whole time. <laughs> yep, for sure. Uh, <laughs> shall we mention quickly uh, that the Tennessee Titans and Will Levis is likely to start at quarterback for the Titans. What the heck does this mean in terms of betting on them? And is there any possibility that Levis can enter the chat as far as the offensive rookie of the year race is concerned? You don't seriously mean that. No, it just, <laughs> right? it's written on the screen. I don't really mean I that. Know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, <laughs> throwing the producer right under the bus. I think it's a question that has to be asked. I think it's a question that why, has to be asked. Why, why does audience. it have to be asked? Why? Because he's a rookie and he's starting and we're, we're exactly at the halfway point. And look, if CJ Stroud, right. like I think in real, like I think you have to ask the question, even if the answer is no, the answer can be no, but that's all right. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, the question months, isn't, the, the question is no. isn't no, Paul. It's hell no. He's not in this <laughs> offensive rookie of the year race. Even if he plays well. Don't, don't waste your money. That's, There's yeah. good content. That's why I asked the question. This is how it works. Fair. Come on. Fair. People think like a Come producer. On, no, I, I think the I best. That's why the best case scenario why got a hell no segment. Is in he there. See? is he plays like C.J. Stroud, right? So C.J. Stroud's already got a huge lead on him, like, and then Puka's already got a huge lead on him. Yeah, that's the thing. It doesn't have to be a quarterback. This is not a quarterback award right. like the MVP is. That's the difference. We spent yesterday going over. Okay. Puka, what about Jordan Addison after his two-touchdown game? Is that going to continue with his opportunities? Can Bijan get back on track? Well, you know, maybe we'll see A-Chan once again. Like, there are so many guys that are ahead of Levis. I don't see him stepping in day one and being as good as Stroud has been for a half, the first half of the year. You also need to be starting games at the beginning of the year to be eligible for this award. That's what history has shown us, and this year will be no different. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Yesterday, we went over NFC teams that we want to bet on in terms of making or missing the playoffs. If you missed that, please make sure to check out our podcast wherever you podcast. But now it's time to talk about the American Football Conference. And Joe, where would you like to start? Okay, um, don't have a crazy long shot like I did yesterday, but a couple of different ideas. I think the most popular one that is on the outside looking in is probably going to be the Cincinnati Bengals, but I don't know that I would go that route. They're plus 150, so there's a couple of teams ahead of them. At plus 150, the value isn't there, and the future, their schedule for them is just brutal. They have the most difficult remaining schedule in all of the NFL um after this buy like it's going to be great they're going to be healthier right and maybe i'll have a play on cincinnati uh five and a half i think uh, the look ahead was six san francisco buffalo they still have baltimore how tough is jacksonville going to be 
Kansas City, Cleveland, their last two games. Like this road is going to be difficult for Cincinnati. Um, I, I think we're still trying to figure out what they are, right? So that's it's going to be fascinating. It, the range of outcomes for that team is all over the map. But I was looking at a team that is ahead of them that has better odds. And I was looking at the Houston Texans. They're in a soft division. They have the second easiest remaining schedule, according to DVOA. And just the path is there for them to make it. They don't have to win the division. I think that was the thinking going in, that they would have to win the division to make the playoffs. I don't think that's the case at all. And coming out of the bye, they go to Carolina. They've got Tampa. Easier games down the road, Arizona, Denver. Most likely it's going to be Zach Wilson for the Jets. Titans, who knows who the quarterback is. They get them two more times. They get the Colts in the last year. Who knows who's going to be on the field at that point? We know it's not going to be Anthony Richardson. It's a very soft schedule for the Titans. And if the Titans can make the playoffs, D'Amico Ryans is going to be in the mix for coach of the year. So, I mean, the big question is, which team are you knocking out? There are possibilities over on the AFC side. Like Pittsburgh could fall out. They'll be in the team photo, but they could just miss it. Buffalo could fall out. You know, maybe Cleveland. A lot of questions about what's happening with the quarterback. Don't have any issues with the defense. They're going to get back on track. But as far as the quarterback, I get it. So um, I'm going to go with Houston at two to one. That's uh, they're right there. They are they are one spot out from uh, being in the postseason. I love that. And you look at the Texans schedule too. It doesn't seem too difficult. I think that's a great bet. I've been high on the Texans. I love CJ Stroud and what D'Amico Ryans has been able to do. And, you know, they should be, you know, performing well, considering like the draft, what they did in the draft. And, you know, eventually they've got to get it together and it's not going to be like a cool story. Like the expectations are going to be there. And you look at the schedule, I think it's definitely laying out there for them to get into the playoffs. So I love that. It is interesting when we're looking at the AFC South that how many teams can conceivably get out of that division and make the playoffs? Like it's, you know, some of the other divisions that we've been talking about, we know it's one and done. Do we know that about the AFC South? It's certainly a possibility. Like the Texans have been tons of fun to watch, but if the Texans do win the division, does that mean that the Jaguars will have done just enough to get a wild card spot? And the truth is, you know, the Texans and Jaguars, you know, that that's it right there. I look at one of these deals where I think there are other divisions that I'd rather go to where I think that at least two teams can get wild card spots. And of course, the division winner gets the division spot. I still think that the AFC North offers us some real value. I know some folks might say, okay, with all the quarterback issues with the Cleveland Browns, and now there's news coming out that Deshaun Watson is, you know, could be out for a few more weeks, uh, you know, with whatever's ailing him. Uh, at the same time, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that we're not talking about very much in that division, minus 110 to make the playoffs. I think that's where we're going to find some value specifically in this market, because I'm worried if we look at, say, the AFC South, that it's just going to be one team. And if it is just one team, you're better off betting on them to win the division because of a bigger payout. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Uh, they have, you know, you know, what's amazing about Pittsburgh is they have already played a tough schedule. Like they have the second most difficult schedule already played 
and they're there. Mm -hmm. They're the top wild card in the AFC already. And they've had questions and people have wondered, is the defense as good as, as years past? Well, they've already dealt with a lot. Like sometimes we overlook that a little bit. We talk about the difficult schedules played when teams are struggling or around 500. Well, they've excelled with a difficult schedule. So how's it going to be when things lighten up in the second half of the season a little bit for them? Yeah, and as Noop said, vanilla ice cream, the Steelers are just always right there. I mean, you can't bet against them, right? They just always find a way. I have one that's mm-hmm. going to be polarizing, and I can't wait. Okay. Uh-oh. Here we go. He's back. What about the Ooh. Jets to make the playoffs in plus 310? Plus no? 310. Do we look? I love Crickets. the number. Crickets. <laughs> They've got. I'm letting it I set think- in. Zach Wilson leading the Jets to the playoff after Aaron Rodgers goes down okay. after a the few arc- snaps. I'm- yeah. Exactly. I mean, the Bills would have to really fall off a cliff, which things have not been looking good. It's it's plus three ten for a reason. Uh, but is there a path? I don't think the Patriots are getting in. You look at their schedule. I think they could do it. I mean, they are three and three right now. They're on a bye. Perhaps they go on a run after this. Aaron Rodgers, when he's in the building, Zach Wilson is amazing. Putting it They're a half together. game out. They're a half game They're out. They're a half game out, but the Jets might have the toughest schedule down the stretch. It, it mm-hmm. might be tougher for them for than the anyone Jackson. else. Yeah, yeah. It's not Th- as that's, easy. That would be my concern there. Plus, I also have a, a Jets under nine and a half win ticket, which, you know, still looks okay. But I mean, they have know, a tough I'm still uh, pearl I mean, clutching my priors. Playing Miami twice. Um, they've got the Giants, Joe's Giants, the Chargers. That's right. ooh, that could be a toss up. The Raiders, they should have beat. Buffalo, Miami, Atlanta, Houston, Dolphins, Commanders, Browns, Pats. If they lose this weekend to the Giants, they've, they're done. Mm-hmm. They got to win these one, these easy games. They have right. to. Yeah. Otherwise, there's just not that many of them, though. Yeah. There are not that and many that, easy games for the Jets. There, yeah. there are though. The Giants, the short. Raiders, the Falcons. You never know with Houston. Oh, the, the Falcons is an easy. And so do the I don't Pats. think the Falcons is an easy one. I mean, I, I, I get Desmond Ritter's awful, but these but, Zach I mean, Wilson like on the games, road like, is tough. Yeah, I that still looks a little bit more tenuous than I I mean, yeah, it's plus 310. So is there value on that? I mean, given that percentage, I'd probably say no. I, I think the other thing too with the AFC is like the Browns might be the only team in this conference where I will forgive bad quarterback play. I can't do that with pretty much any other team, at least in, in the AFC. In the NFC, like it's more wide open, fine. But in the AFC, I need to at least trust quarterback play enough to where I want to, you know, buy into your playoff chances. Even a team like the Steelers, for instance, like I thought Kenny Pickett played really well when he had his full complement of receivers against the Rams. Granted, that Rams pass defense isn't very good, but Kenny Pickett showed me something. And he did show me something at the end of last year where I go, there's something there that I think they can build off of. As much as I want to believe that Zach Wilson is better than what he's shown us, I'm nowhere near that point, and I don't know if I will ever be there. It sounds like it's also a statement about the Jets' defense. 
that they are not mm -hmm. on that top tier right now that they're really really good but they're not with cleveland like not in that same conversation and okay if we play this forward let's say they're in the mix they're in the hunt and that is a good number at three to one for a team that's a mm -hmm. half game back they go on the road against two very challenging defenses and defensive minds in cleveland and new england to end the season now, if it's Rodgers, that's a different story. Mm. You're probably going to have to win those games. That's, man, I guess you're kind of betting on it being Rodgers in those last couple games, right? And that's why it's just kind of fun. Does he come back? How is he? I mean, we didn't even think <laughs> Rodgers was going to be all that good anyway. How long is it going to take to knock off some rust? That, that's the other thing. One. Like... It, it is a thought that certainly crossed my mind as, as we were sort of unpacking the idea is, okay, mm -hmm. does Aaron Rodgers come back at some point? If so, the odds will shorten. I think that we can say for sure. In that case, you want to buy in right now because I'm not sure the market believes it at that point. So I think that argument, you know, certainly is good to me. But that schedule's tough. It really is. And you got to win all of those gimmies. And it's the NFL. Typically, you don't. And that's, that, to me, is kind of the, the tricky part there. Uh, shall we move on to uh, most valuable player in that market? Anything stand out mm -hmm. to you there, Joe? Uh, well, I mean, it's it's obvious that we had the move uh, to Mahomes is, is a huge, pretty sizable favorite here. And, and he should be after what we've seen of late. He's plus 250. Plus 250 right now at BetMGM. Hurts and Tua, their co-second favorite. Uh, I would say the most uh, notable move that we've seen is Lamar. And that was pretty much mm -hmm. expected. Just just what they did to the Lions over the weekend. And Purdy is starting to fall. He hasn't fall, fallen out completely, but he's starting to fall after back-to-back -back losses. The best number you can get on him right now is 20-1. to 1. And I think the big question is, do we need to go past the top four now? This used to be a top five. But now that Purdy's out of there, Josh Allen is struggling right now. Maybe he, if he goes on a run, he can do enough. He's 15 to 1, longest uh, number. Mahomes to a Hertz Lamar. That's your top four. Is it going to come from that group? I know it's most likely to come from that group, but can, but can we say right now, yes, the MVP is one of those four? I could not. Probably. And I'm going to borrow a page from my fine feathered friend, Aaron Hawksworth here and say that Jared Goff is still very much in the mix. Ah, uh, Goff. This Goff. is a okay. great buy low spot for Jared Goff at 33 to one right now, Aaron. I'm, I'm with you on that. I think the biggest thing for me is with, with the Eagles and Niners looking vulnerable and we don't know, we'll, we'll get more information probably tomorrow on Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's got a brace on his knee. That's not good. Mm -hmm. Purdy's looked bad. They've lost two games. Like, so since the Niners and Eagles could be dropping, the Lions could, the Lions stuff, Joe, the Lions could be <laughs> moving up. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing the Man. same shirt too as the intro. <laughs> Man, am I? Uh, the <laughs> hmm. I don't remember if it was off there on on the air. We said Burrow's out at fifty. I'm just thinking of these other names down the board. Herbert, Herbert's out. 
He's also 50. Dak, eh, likely out. Can, can they finish with a good record? Yes, but I don't think he's going to enter the MVP mm-hmm. conversation. What if the Vikings keep winning? They had all good luck last year. They had bad luck until, and then Jefferson gets hurt. They've won their last couple of games. What if they're on the right side of things moving forward? Where does the credit go for the Vikings with Jefferson not there? Oh, O'Connell. God. We float the Cousins thing every year at like a 50 to 1 around this time of year. It never, it's well, never he's 130 on him. I'm he's just, still never going to win. I, I'm just asking where's the credit going to go? It's going to go somewhere, right? O'Connell. If Jeff, since Jefferson's on IR. Okay. I think it's O'Connell. He didn't, they had an unbelievable, they had 13 wins last year and he was not the coach. So maybe they don't get any credit. Like what's their ceiling? They're not going to top 13 this year. Maybe it, maybe it's nobody. Maybe it's like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. You get into the playoffs. Congratulations. Right. It, it, they may have to win every game for that to happen. As far as I'm concerned, that's that to me is kind of the sticking point real quickly. One sort of uh, public service announcement when it comes to the MVP race, do not bet on Lamar Jackson at seven to one absolutely do not do this do not be a prisoner of the last game granted a wonderful performance but do not do this guys the value is terrible the epa numbers are not that good compared with that top tier joe mentioned and other guys we floated around floated around mahomes jalen josh allen brock purdy they have more total epa on the ground much less through the air do not bet on lamar jackson buying the top of the market uh, yeah, best performance that we've seen since maybe his MVP season. Now you're going to jump in? No. It's terrible timing. You should have done it a couple weeks ago if you wanted to when there was more value in the number. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We will get to line movements in just a bit. But first, Joe, how about you put a bow on our MVP conversation? Yeah, so I guess I, I I'll answer the 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 the, own, the question that I did ask about if it's coming from the top four as far as MVP, and I don't think we're at a lock there at almost the midway point. There are some up there that I don't like, and you finished the segment by saying don't bet on Lamar, and that's I agree with that. That number right now, why do it now? You want to. Do it after a bad game if you're still going to believe in him and you get better number. Hertz is the third favorite. Hertz is not winning the MVP, guys. It's not. He's not going to make it through the year. I mean, how many times are they going to do this? It's how the regular season ended last year, and now they're doing the tush push even more. Is that is that good for him? Is he going to be able to make it through? I, I don't see. I mean, there were questions multiple times on Sunday night. I'm like, is he healthy? I don't know that he is. They're going to say all the things that they believe they need to say publicly, but he's going to get hurt again. He's going to miss games. Tua, as a second favorite, is he going to win the MVP? I don't know. I'm not there. Not at this number. The second favorite at around four to one. Trevor Lawrence is 25 to one. You guys mentioned Goff, and Burrow was just on by. They, they got to that 500 mark playing some awful football. 
we've seen the Bengals come sputtering out. Now, this year it was more related to the calf injury of Burrow, and Higgins got injured and he wasn't doing anything offensively. But I don't think it would shock anybody if they get back on track and then Burrow is in this conversation because they, they can take down some of the top teams. They ha- As long as the defense improves, Higgins gets better. Of course, Burrow gets better. Like At 50-1 to 1 at this point in the season, the numbers are tough because for a month there, he was the worst quarterback in the league. But if you're looking super long shot, there's probably a path for Burrow. They need to be great. I mean, if you look at division, uh, the Ravens' love is just over the top, right? Um, mm-hmm. Bengals mm-hmm. are plus 650 in the division. Vomit. No, it's just overreaction. It's just typical overreaction with a lot of this stuff. And we get it every single week. But if it's I'm going volatile, down the board, sure. yeah, Cousins, no, Dak, no. Um, it's if we're sticking with quarterbacks, I, I disagree with you guys on golf, but uh, that's probably a Lions thing. Uh, but Burrow at 50, Trevor Lawrence at 25, I I could I could see them being in, in the top five of the odds in, let's say, a few weeks. I think the time is starting to run out on Burrow, and that's probably why you're getting 50 to 1. I think it's a great number, and a lot would have to happen for him to actually win it. I don't hate it, but I I wouldn't bet it. I, I'd much rather bet golf than Burrow right now. It, it, definitely, I understand your point when it comes to Trevor Lawrence. And, and I, I think, you know, him getting healthier matters. I really worry about that offensive line, just like I do the Tua argument. Like, Tua needs mm-hmm. a, a good offensive line and a sound running back on those outside runs for Tua to look like an MVP. And I think with Trevor Lawrence, there are going to be some games where he's going to face some elite pass rushers. What can he do in those situations? I have some concerns there, but I think at 25 to 1, I wouldn't talk you out of that one. I don't necessarily think Justin Herbert is dead just yet. Um, but, you know, 50 to 1 is, you know, yeah, there's a reason why it's that big of a number. But as I look at how offenses are unfolding right now, Pat Mahomes is leading the way at plus 250. What if he just wins this thing again? And he we could. don't think about the MVP race that much. Like, is plus yep. 250 a value play, even though he's the favorite? I am almost erring on the side of yes, because nobody is like truly standing out to me. We know what the ceiling for Pat Mahomes is, and it is in some universal stratosphere that we have yet to discover as scientists. He is that good. And he's been better than everybody else for a long time. And I think, too, hashtag narrative, with game one, losing that primetime game because his receivers were playing really poorly, and that he got this offense back on track to where it is the best one in football, how can you not be enamored with, once again, him having to overcome adversity and do it all over again. That's the most likely result. You go back to back. Voters are fine going back to back. They did it with Rogers before him, him getting his uh, third MVP. It's going to happen at some point. Maybe he ends up with five, maybe six. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Uh, He's got a long time to go, but yeah, that's, it does feel like, yeah, because of the value we're talking about the other names, but there is, there probably should be a bigger gap than plus 250 and plus 450 between Mahomes yeah. and Tua. 
is it maybe Mahomes fatigue or something? I don't like oh, he's sure. gotten so much bit. credit and yeah. It's almost like they yeah. wanna give someone else the award, hoping it's a great story with Tua, right? Um nobody right. was expecting him to stay healthy this long. But yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. Can they Can what if they run the table moment? after the after the first game? They could. Could they run the table right. since Lose opening night and don't then don't lose again. It's possible. Absolutely, it's possible. In which case, he has to win it. Like, the, I mean, by to. default, almost. Like, he has to at that point. And that's not uh, out of the, the realm of possibilities. Can I get weird for a moment about Mahomes and the MVP race and all that stuff? We mm -hmm. have been talking, not, not necessarily, you know, us three, us four, you know, talking about the Chiefs all the time. But the contingent who are casual fans of the NFL – we're just getting into the NFL for the first time. They've been hearing a lot about the Chiefs. And I wonder if in this unconscious approach, we've heard about Kansas City so much that maybe that is keeping us from thinking outside the box at other possibilities. Almost the opposite of fatigue, if that makes sense. Huh. Yeah. I don't think we're at Mahomes fatigue though. I don't think we're there yet. Right. In, in fact, I think the the whole idea is it's crazy and I this won't impact voters, but Mahomes is being introduced to a lot of people for the first time ever. With the female contingent that is coming in because of Taylor Swift. Like we joke about that, but that's a real thing. Like it's it bears out in some of the numbers. Like people did not know about Patrick Mahomes. What do you do? And now you sit down and you watch TV for live sporting events. It's the only time I end up watching commercials and it's a rotation of Kelsey and Mahomes in every other commercial. So that, that might well, play also, in his favor a little bit. Also the cameras uh, are always on Kelsey. Like Mahomes has taken a back seat this season because of the Taylor Swift thing. Like the cameras during games are always going to Kelsey walking around now. I think Mahomes has taken a big backseat in terms of the, the attention. Yeah. It, it, and that's just it is if that's the case, then we're not fatigued by him anymore. Like we're hearing a lot about the chiefs. We're hearing about how good they are. But we're not hearing about Mahomes to the point where it's absurd. I think that balance of forces all come together and at plus 250, I think voters in their minds are going, well, we got to give him this because he is playing better than everyone else. And unconsciously, we're hearing about it over and over and over again. We're probably less creative when that happens. I have Isn't a crazy the idea. Defense for the Chiefs? Yes, it's been phenomenal. Um, yeah. What I just, yeah. what you just said about them losing opening night and then maybe not losing again or losing one more game. All this attention with Kelsey. We've not talked about him for offensive player. Can he join those guys? Can he join Tyreek, CMC, AJ Brown we like, especially going into this week? Well, can if he, he keeps having like 150-yard type games, I think he can. 172. But, yeah, I yeah. mean, he's, he's going to have to keep doing that. He's quite a bit behind the leaders in the receiving. Here's, a nar here's the narrative. 28 to one. They're one, they're one loss. They're one loss without Kelsey. And then he's back. Mm -hmm. And then, then they roll. Like that's the narrative that maybe the numbers won't matter. And it could be because he plays tight end and yeah, there's a 35 out there. I wonder when we start hearing that. Cause 
it could it could happen oh i gotta get a ticket now i think i have to right <laughs> that's yeah. that's too good it's too good 28 to 1 there there's value there for sure Let's move on to uh, line movement, shall we? Uh, most are moving toward the favorites, Joe, for this week eight. Which one stands out to you? You know what jumps out is from look ahead to current number, there are two that have flipped, two flipped. And, and there's one game where it's flipped a couple of times. So we'd flip from the look ahead to the opening number, and then it flipped again back to where we were a week ago. And that's the Packers and Vikings. Last week, the Packers were favored by one and a half. And then yesterday, Minnesota was favored at minus one. And now Green Bay is minus one. This thing keeps going back and forth. And I know you're basically just picking the winner at this point. But I think it's kind of kind of odd, all this movement that this uh, NFC North matchup has had. And the other one that stands out that has flipped from the look ahead, and this one has moved more points, moved three and a half points in total, is New Orleans was favored to, by two and a half last week. And people are so disgusted by what they saw on Thursday that now Minshew and the Colts are a one-point favorite after they end up losing to the Browns in the end. They score a bunch of points, give up a bunch of points, but uh, <laughs> the Colts are now a favorite. So a, a couple there have flipped, and then we've had, we have other games that, that we'll get to that have moved in the last couple of days for probably quarterback questions. With the Vikings, I think they should be bigger favorites against Green Bay. Uh, Colts, Saints, I want nothing to do with. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Vikings are a dog now, I see. Really? Oh, yeah, I'm looking at back. Yeah, back and forth in some places. Yeah. yeah. It kind of depends okay. where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> 